a few weeks ago, I talked about the metaphor of bifocal vision. Do you all remember this? That Jesus had and that the early church practiced as it began figuring out how to be faithful to the teachings of Jesus in the world in which they lived. Bifocal vision, we, most of us know what that means. If we don't have it ourselves, we know people who do. It's that ability to be both near and far-sighted, using the same lens in the pair of glasses. And it just depends on where you direct your eyes as to what you see. So with his bifocal glasses on, Jesus saw the immediate needs before him of people seeking restoration, compassion, and community while always keeping in sight the long view of God's reality here on earth as it is in heaven and doing whatever it took to make it so. The early church modeled themselves on those same sight lines, meeting immediate needs in the congregation and keeping in view the wider community where God's reality was already at work and doing whatever it took to spread the good news wherever they went. So today's gospel text kicks off four weeks of stories with the variation on a theme of bifocal vision with Jesus, but in the specific context of stewardship. Now, before you start making mental lists or getting anxious and worried or think, oh gosh, I left something in my car, So I'm just going to go now. This is not a sermon about money. Right? This parable that takes up so much of today's gospel text tends also to take up much of the attention and focus on this passage. So much so that often the verses that come after Jesus' comments, as the message put it, tend to get overlooked. And like last week's story of the woman who was overlooked and her overlooked coins, it's the things that often go under our radar in the midst of familiar words and teachings that have the richest treasures and that need our attention the most. And so this is always a good exercise when we come upon texts that are familiar to us Not to skim past them because we already know these stories, we know how this one goes, but to slow down, sit with them, ask God to show up between the lines and reveal a truth to us that leads to further examination and reflection. On Tuesday, after some spirited discussion at Free For All, about possible directions for preaching and taking this text, primarily the parable, we slowed down and sat with this passage. And lo and behold, God showed up around verse 10. The NRSV translates it, whoever is faithful in very little is faithful in very much. And whoever is dishonest in very little, is also dishonest in very much. This led to a fruitful discussion. What does faithfulness have to do with stewardship? 
But I think before we can even ask that question, we need to ask, if stewardship is not just a churchy word for money, what is stewardship? So here's a story to illustrate. You all may have heard the story about the baptism of the Gauls. It's a people that go way back before um, France and Belgium were their own separate countries. It was this ethnic group, very warlike people, that objected to being conquered and controlled by others all the time. But the Roman Empire came in, did what the Roman Empire does, imposed peace and order, according to the Romans, but they were not without a number of Gaelic uprisings. These are people who spoke a Celtic variation in language and were spiritual as well as religious, druidic in their practices of faith. But eventually, because the Roman Empire also began to express Christianity, Christian missionaries entered into this territory where the Gauls were located. And eventually, some of them were baptized. But the missionaries noticed a very strange thing, that as soldiers and warriors in this particular tribe were baptized, they held their fighting arm up out of the water so that when the missionaries dumped them, one part would not be touched by the water. And the missionaries were a little confused, wondering what this was all about, and then they figured it out. It seemed to be that when the next battle broke out, if their fighting arm wasn't baptized, they could still fight and kill and maim and pillage just like they had been before they became Christian because this arm wasn't baptized. Now, whether that's true or not, whether that's just to the Gauls or another tribe or doesn't matter the details of who, it's the image that I find so compelling. The picture of someone, anyone, trying to keep a part of their body or a part of their identity free from the influence of baptism, believing they can still stay in control of some part of their lives where God and a faithful life to the gospel is concerned, is separate. So what is stewardship? Stewardship is getting completely wet. It's about looking at ourselves, discovering what it is that we strive to keep dry, and then plunging it, whatever it is, into the waters of baptism, giving up individual control by giving everything back to God. I don't know about you, but I never heard stewardship and baptism in the same sentence growing up in my church. They weren't talked about in ways that link them together. Baptism had to do with my spirit and stewardship, more material things. And perhaps there was a time and place when separating those fundamental practices of faith made sense. But I think that time has passed. And it's time we bring them back together. Because looking through our bifocal glasses with Jesus, we see that baptism and stewardship 
giving everything of ourselves and our lives back to God, describes a way of life that recognizes and allows God to be in charge of everything. From the time, talent, and treasures, to our bodies, to our families, to everything in all creation. Because God made it all, God loves it all, and God wants it all to flourish. Which brings us back to that single verse, verse 10, about being faithful and dishonest with a little and with much. The roots of stewardship are soaked in the waters of baptism that have been stirred by the Holy Spirit so that what results is a way of life that is faithful to tending the gifts, the purpose, the mission, and the vision that God has put before us, lending them to us, lending a piece of what God sees to us in the time that we are allotted on this earth. Our problem as humans, I think, is that we forget often, I forget, that what we have is actually on loan from God. We have a tendency to think we can own things, that we create who we are. We make ourselves, and we have what we have because of what we've done. We think we are self-made owners of what we have. But that's a misunderstanding that keeps parts of us dry. So we can keep doing the things we've always done and the worldview that pits us versus them in competition for resources to own. So I think that's why Jesus told parables. We need stories that can get around this truth this fundamental thing about us as humans that we want to say, this is mine, all of it, and it's not yours. There are a lot of stories that I've heard from friends of mine who have children that sometimes it's maybe not their first word, but it's one of the first five, mine. (laughs) We learn it early. And it's a practice of sharing, of learning how to share that I think we spend our whole lives working on. And so Jesus tells stories about sharing, about stewardship, to point out when we mistake stewardship for ownership and forget that God is only letting us borrow and care for what always belongs to God. Because the book of Genesis Our very history as a human being starts by telling us we are stewards. That is our given, created purpose. We can choose to be faithful or unfaithful stewards, but stewards we are, whether we like it or know it or not. So I don't think it matters quite so much from that perspective what we're stewards of, What matters is our attitude. Do we see this stewarding of God's beloveds as a high and holy privilege? To see it as a gift, 
to own nothing, but to manage and be responsible for caring for everything. A faithful steward is a person who sees such a gift and as a result does at least three things. One views this world as God's good creation and is grateful to be a part of it. Two, knows that God cares for all that God has made and is ready and willing to let God be in charge of all that God has made, including the way we live and make decisions. And three, trusts God to provide them with whatever is needed to be content. Faithful stewardship is a matter of becoming such a person and then acting accordingly. Faithful stewardship is a matter of being willing to get completely wet in the baptismal waters of transformation and to live each day more fully into the truth that all we are and all we have belongs to God and that we are responsible to our call to manage well our little piece of the world. As Presbyterian pastor Reverend Turner Clenard states so powerfully in his book, Responding to God, the Life of Stewardship, he says all the difference in the world exists between those who recognize and willingly accept their stewardship, realizing the gracious and bountiful and loving gifts of God, and those who act with an attitude of putting a fence around as much of the universe as possible, saying, this is mine. He says, it isn't, and nothing we can do will make it so. So it's time for these next four weeks and the rest of our lives to nourish our roots of stewardship, to immerse our relationships, our practices of faith, and our gratitude, every element that makes us who we are, in the waters of the Spirit, holding nothing back from being transformed by grace into a community that tends to God's beloveds with the vision of Jesus. Keeping in view God's reality is already at work and that won't let us get away without being completely soaked. So today, may God give us the courage to go all in. Amen.